Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, author, minister, and founder of Hope in Christ Ministries, Denise M. Walker. Thank you for joining me once again to today's show. Um, let's open with a word of prayer, and then we'll continue with Psalm 91. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you yet again for this platform, for your word, for taking your message of the cross to the world, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for helping each and every one of us walk in our true identity, walk in your truth, walk in your best, walk in your purpose, and plan for our lives, Father. We thank you for who you are, and we bless your holy name. Touch each and every one of us. Remove the stony places. Remove everything that's not like you, that we will hear you. And a stranger we won't follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you and welcome back to today's show. Today we will continue with Psalm 91, verses 8 through 9. Psalm 91, verses 8 through 9, and we will talk a little bit about the Old Testament where um, we look at Joseph's life. Um, we'll talk about the Old Testament where we take a look at Joseph's life. And we compare it to what the word is saying here in Psalm 91, verses 8 through 9. All right, so we're going to get started with the, the scripture. Psalm 91, 8 through 9 says, Only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord the existing one, the true and living God, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Let's read that again. Psalm 91, 8 through 9 says, Only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. So as we've been talking, we've been talking about Psalm 91 and the benefits of taking refuge in him, the benefits of taking refuge in him. And when we say refuge, we mean shelter from danger, from rain, from those things in life that come upon us. And when we use the word dwelling, we are speaking of, when we say dwelling, we're saying where we remain, where we stay, we don't move from that particular place. So in Psalm 91, the writer continues with, you because you've made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, where you remain, where you stay steadfast, where you are unmovable. Standing, walking in relationship with him, you shall see the reward of the wicked. Now, before we go into um, an example that I came up with, I just wanted to kind of park right there with the word reward. In, um, in general, we know that a reward is something that you receive for most of the time doing something good. But here the word of God is speaking about the wicked man receiving a reward. So this tells us that 
God rewards you for your works, your deeds. Whatever it is you're doing, you're going to be rewarded for them. So as the wicked continue to think that nothing will happen or they can continue in their ways and, and let us not be among the wicked, be named among the wicked as well. I want to make sure we, we say that. But as we see, uh, many of us all over the world have probably said at one time or another, Lord, man, people are so wicked. We see this happening and we see that happening all around us. And the word of God reminds us right here that only with our eyes will we see the reward of the wicked because God will reward them for their wickedness. And so we need not to worry. In other words, I believe it's telling us don't worry. God, I believe God is so merciful. He gives us time and time and time to get it right. He said his mercies are new every single morning. And so I believe he gives us time and time and time again to get it right. To come to him, walk in Christ, live in him, and live and, 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 and be obedient and walk in his ways. And so... That I just wanted to park right there with that word reward. Oftentimes, again, we think that it is something good. But in essence, God is defining it as I'm going to repay you for the things that you have done, be it good or not. And so we have to keep those things in mind and make sure that we're pleasing in God's eyes and our life and everything that we do. And, um, and so a couple of notes before we get into Joseph's life. Um, I wrote here, remaining in him, remaining in him. He said, because your dwelling place, he's your dwelling. So you remain there. You don't move. You don't bounce back and forth, but you stay in him. Um, you don't focus on wickedness. Um, it won't be victorious. So when we take a look and we say this is wicked and that's wicked and yes, it's happening, we continue to pray, but we don't dwell so much on it to the point where we're like, man, Lord, there's no, I mean, why do, why, do, why are we trying to live right? Why are we trying to do right when they just doing anything they want, or people just doing all kind of wicked things and nothing's happening. And I know that I've heard people say it. i said it myself. Many of us have said that so many times before. And God is saying, focus on me. Focus on me. Because it says here that you'll be a witness of it yourself when God judges, because he's righteous. He's the righteous judge of our lives, and so he has to judge us because he's our creator, and that's where we forget. That's where we forget. So we're going to look at, uh, just a little bit here at um, just the life of Joseph and a couple of um, just one other scripture. I'll, I'll do that scripture first. Um, Psalm 37 and verse 34, it says, Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. So once again, sounds very similar to Psalm 91, but when the wicked are cut off, you will see it. But wait on the Lord and keep his way. In other words, don't tire in walking with the Lord. Um, he said, well, 
you know, wanting to not be weary, walking, not faint, um, wait, trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him, not wickedness, and he will direct our path. So that's, those are a couple of things I just wanted to point out that's kind of related there. But one of, most of all, I wanted to stop for just a few moments and talk about um, how Joseph's life was connected to only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. Now, when I say wicked, I'm not saying that Joseph's brothers were wicked. They might have done wicked deeds. They might have done things that weren't right, or they may have done wickedly, but I'm not saying that they were wicked. So I wanted to make sure I point that out before we read over 37, um, chapter 37 of Genesis. But you'll see how um, you'll see the reward that they receive even from what they had done um, to Joseph, um, and, and God was still merciful to them, and Joseph still um, forgave them, and they um, came together as siblings. And so in Genesis 37, we'll start there, 1 through 34, and I will read it. Um, it says, Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilal and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of the, his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceful, peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright, and indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall, we, shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he, he told it to his father and his, father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Then his brothers went to feed their father's flock at Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. Then he said to him, Please go and see if... It is well with your brothers and well with the flocks, and bring that word to me. So he sent him out 
to the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found him, and there he was, wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? So he said, I am seeking my brother, my brothers. Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. And the man said, They have departed from here. For I heard them say, Let us go to Dotham. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dotham. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer is coming. Come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit, and we shall say, Some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see um, what will come of his dreams. But Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And so it came to pass, I'm skipping down a little bit, so it came to pass when Joseph had become had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal. Then they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels, bearing spices, balm, and myrrh. And on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother in our flesh. And his brothers listened. Then the Midianites, traders, passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. They took Joseph to Egypt. And so what are we saying here? Again, they had wicked deeds that they had done. They had some things in their heart that they never dealt with. They never asked their father about why Joseph was the most important one to him. Why was he loving him more? And so they began to envy. They began to really hate Joseph, and they wanted to rid of him. They wanted to get rid of him and um, hurt their father, it seemed, and also to never have to hear about his dreams. And notice that Joseph was so excited, seemed to be. He could have been dealing with some arrogancy here as well, but he seemed to be excited about the dreams that he was having. But again, it could have been pride where he was thinking, man, I'm going to be bigger than everybody else one day, which we know that dreams come from God. And so God was showing Joseph these things, but he wasn't mature enough to understand understand what God was showing to him instead of taking it to his father at first 
he went and he bragged to his brothers. And so it caused more malice and hatred and anger in their hearts. And so remember, we're talking about Psalm 91, 8 through 9, where he says, only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. And, and the verse 9 tells us about Joseph, where it says, because you made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. So we know when we read more of Genesis, the account of Joseph's life, that Joseph walked with God. Joseph had a relationship with God, and God kept him from harm. Um, notice that the pit that they threw him in had no water in it. Therefore, he did not drown. And then when he was sold into slavery, he was sold actually into purpose that God had, uh, God had already, the dream was foretelling those things that would happen. He didn't show him that part, but he showed him what he would become over in Egypt. And so we know that when we go to Genesis chapter number 50, we come to realize the end of the story and how it all turned out. When And it says, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of, of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for, I, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about, as it is this day, to save many people, to save many people alive, to save many people alive. And so at the end of the thing, Joseph's eyes was able to see the reward of the wickedness that um, for his brothers on the wickedness they had done, even though God was merciful to them. They were afraid. They had to bow before him. They came to him um, in need, and they tried to kill him years before. And he could have, he was, he was, over Egypt, other than Pharaoh, he was over all of Egypt. Pharaoh gave him that much power. So he could have easily turned his heart to wickedness and had them killed. He could have easily, but God, because of his relationship, as he walked with God, as he, over those years, he came to know the living God and lived his life for him, and God lifted him up. He was able to see the reward of the wickedness that his brothers had um, and that they had to come back to him after all of that. And the good part about it is that God gives every one of us, all, even the wicked man, an opportunity to know him, to do right, to repent. And Joseph's brothers, that's the, the other side of it. I wanted to, to make sure I, I 
keep pointing out, they repented. They asked for forgiveness, which is God's heart. That's what he desires for each and every one of us. But that's just an, one example of how we can see the wicked being rewarded. Sometimes God will bring back something to you. And that same person has to come and apologize. But it's not, I want to I park right here for a second because it's not for us to boast and brag and say, oh, you know, I knew you was going to have to come and, and, and apologize to me. No, God wants us to forgive them instantly. Forgive them and allow him to move on their lives and on their hearts. Joseph loved his brothers. He never stopped loving them. We're the people that are walking in wickedness. We're not supposed to just, you know, toot up our nose. We're supposed to pray for them, love on them, and, and, and pray for them to come to know Christ. Speak our truth of what we know about God to them so that they may know him and the power of his resurrection so that he can, they can be changed. And so we know that wickedness is real because Satan is real. And he can use anyone at any time. Um, another example that's um, my personal example is, um, you know, going to, through ex experiencing abuse um, as a child. Um, only with your eyes will you see the reward of the wicked. And, and we, um, in the abuse that we experienced growing up, we we did see how, you know, the wickedness was rewarded by judgment. Um, and so we, but it was still for us to forgive and pray for God's mercy because God's, God is love. The word says that God is love. And that means that he loves the abuser and he loves to be the one being abused. And so we have to keep that in mind even when we're reading Psalm 91. But I believe that Psalm 91 is there to make sure that we understand we don't have to fear wickedness. We don't have to fear what's happening around us because God is saying, I got you. You don't have to. He said, vengeance is mine. I, I will repay. Vengeance. You don't have to take vengeance. I'm going to go get them. I'm going after them. No, you don't have to do that. Because he's saying, I will repay here in Psalm 91 in verse number 8. And so I just wanted to take a few moments and, you know, just really talk about Psalm 91 and how it related to Joseph's life, how it relates to a couple other things. And um, Psalm 91 in verse 8 and 9, and knowing that we don't have to fear um, those things that people may do that are wicked because the enemy is using them. The enemy is using them. So, But we don't, as the word says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against the principalities, so the enemy is using them. And sometimes we, you know, we just need to stop and pray instead of getting angry, instead of getting upset. We stop and we pray for those individuals. And just a couple other scriptures um, before we close out in prayer. We also have Isaiah 3 and um, verse 11 that says to us, 
Woe to the wicked, it will be it will go badly with him. For what he deserves will be done to him. And so again, we have to be so very careful not to be named among the wicked. Um, not to um hate, not to in the name and say, Oh, well, you know, um we we feel like we're justified in a way or whatever it is. Um, God is saying, woe to the wicked. So we should not act in wickedly. We should not perform wicked acts. We should not do anything um, wickedly because God will judge wickedness. And again, we and, and He's merciful and just. Um, and and so those that never will turn away from wickedness. Um, their ending won't be so good. And so we have to make sure that we pray um, for them. And then we have Proverbs 3 and 25 says, Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So these are, that's one of the scriptures we need to make sure that we're talking to our children about, um, making sure that they don't get so fearful because our kids can be fearful about a lot of things because a lot of things are happening, school shootings and things like that. And so that's an example scripture that we should read to our kids and remind them that God is the judge and he will protect, he um, He will reward the wicked. And it says again in Proverbs 3, in verse 25, it says, Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So the Lord, the existing one being your confidence, is, is a great, great thing. And that's where I wanted to stop. Thank you all for listening to continuous study of Psalm 91, 8 through 9. The wicked being rewarded. But we don't want to, again, be named among the wicked. And we want to pray for those that don't know Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, we pray that our deeds will be righteous. And we will walk according to your will and your way. We pray for those that are acting or living wickedly or doing wicked acts, Father God, we pray for their lives now. We pray for soul salvation. We pray for the stony places of their heart to be removed, God, that you be able to penetrate their hearts, God. Father, we pray that they won't perish, but they will come to repentance because that is your heart's desire. Father, we thank you for them now in the name of Jesus. We pray for soul, salvation, deliverance, oh God, and cast it out every spirit that's not like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Also, um, we are up for a, the SPIN Award for the number one um, beginning new uh, network, Christian network um, on radio. And so we thank you all for um, sharing. We thank you all for listening and we thank you all for going out and, and voting for Kingdom Influences broadcast. Also follow Hope in Christ on Facebook, Twitter,
Twitter and Instagram, and also send us your prayer request. And you can also purchase um, the Hope in Christ um, Youth Journal, Representing God, Taking a Healthy Look at the Holy One of Israel on Amazon or contacting myself, Dr. Denise M. Walker, and on my website at denisemwalker.com, and you can um, have it to help your youth understand who the living God is, representing him. Thank you all for listening. Be blessed and continue to hope in Christ so that you may walk in your true identity in him.